0: Yeah, it was great. As always, ate too much. Yeah, you look like you gained a few pounds. So. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. We upload a brand new podcast every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach One Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube.
0: If you have a question you want us to answer here on the podcast, just send an email to podcast at mach1fg.com. If you want to learn more about your financial future, you can schedule a free consultation with any of our advisors here at Mach 1 with absolutely no obligation. Just head to Mach1FG.com for more information.
2: Hello and welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment. We're talking to you here today on a Monday right after Thanksgiving. Hope all of you had a great holiday. And if Friday didn't disturb your holiday, well, that's what we're going to talk about today. On Friday, if you were paying attention and you noticed, the market took a huge dip based off of this new COVID-19 variant coming out of South Africa, and it dropped about 900 plus points. So we're going to talk about that today and what you should or maybe shouldn't be doing. So Matt, you had a great Thanksgiving, I assume?
0: Yeah, it was great. as always ate too much, but it was always... Good to see family and hang out and
2: have a couple days of R&R. Yeah, you look like you gained a few pounds. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Matt, market took a dive on Friday. What should the listeners, our clients, what should that mean to them? What should they do? Should they be worried about it? Should they be freaked out? What should they do?
0: Yeah, they should do absolutely nothing. The, I mean, if, when you look at a single-day move in the market, I mean, other than if you go back to – um, you know, was it the 87 crash, um, that, you know, happened in a single day. I mean, any intraday, any single day move in the market, I mean, that should not dictate anything that you're doing from a planning perspective. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about how common some, some of these kinds of events are, but yeah, I mean, I look at Friday and look at, you know, Hey, it was a, it was a reaction to some, some bad news related to COVID, but Um, We'll probably have another day like that here. may even happen before Christmas. I mean, it's pretty common.
2: And as well as we plan with our clients, I don't recall anybody calling in or asking us, like, what should we be doing? I think our clients are well-trained enough, have been through 2020 through the COVID downturn, and realizes the plans that we have in place for them, the downside protection we have for them, and they're calm. They're doing exactly what you said they did nothing
0: we were and we were closed on friday so if they did call we wouldn't
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh yes we enjoyed our holiday weekend well we do have a soundbite we'd like to play for you from cnbc uh this is strategic wealth partners and what their take is so listen to this if you think about it you know covid is all over the news headlines but the stock market itself is becoming
0: kind of desensitized to the latest covid news of the day and if you think about it each and every single variant has led to shorter and more shallow pullbacks
2: okay so cnbc matt says that even though we did have a downturn the more we see these you know short virus induced downturns the shorter and shorter they get so that would have been a great opportunity this morning to do what yeah you can look at these as buying opportunities uh, for sure and
0: i think like anything you know the the original news to covid going back to early last year it was the the it was the unknown that scared the markets right and even if even if there's a new variant even if there's something else that comes out we know a heck of a lot more today than we did back in the in the beginnings of covid so i think naturally any market reaction is is probably going to be a little bit more subdued um and a little bit more i guess you could almost say mature at this point just because we know a lot more we understand it now doesn't mean we're not going to have, you know, single day headlines that, that rock things a bit. They may last for a week or a month. But but um, I don't think COVID in and of itself, barring any other major event that's completely unknown, that's just completely out of left field, is going to, you know, make the market go into a deeper, longer term sell off, um, you know, in and of
2: itself, just COVID news related. So what- Well, let's look at some facts. So, pre-COVID, we got some numbers here for you. So, January through March of 2018, we had a six percent drop. September through October of 2018, we had a seven percent drop. November to December of 2018, we got a theme here in 2018. We had nearly a nine percent drop. As we most of us know, if you go back and think about 2018, right at the end of the year, we had a dramatic drop. And then we go to 2019. April through May, we had a 7% drop. Now we get to COVID, January through March of last year, 20% drop. That's right at the beginning of the pandemic. Then you go from August to October, you had another 7% drop. And then this year, August to September, we had about a 5% drop when you had the Delta variant surging. So now we got this Omicron, I think is what it's called. Um, And so we had a big drop off on Friday, about 900 points. But before we came in here to record today, I just noticed the market's up. 300 points. So, back to you again, Matt. What should that mean to our listeners? Well, I think, you know,
0: as an investor, I I think it shouldn't mean anything really. And I think you should expect these events to go. You know, I was looking up some various statistics and numbers going back. And if you look at, you know, a market correction is at least a 10% drop from the most recent high. Okay, so... If you look at how common a market correction happens, when you think of market correction, sometimes that in and of itself can be kind of um, create fear, right? Oh, we don't, you know, the market correction. But if it's a 10% drop, doesn't sound like that big of a deal. And then you go back and look at how frequently it's occurred going back to like 1950 based on this article I was reading. it said They said that that's happened 38 times since 1950. So more than every couple years, every like 1.8 years, we have a – Ten percent plus market correction, and I think the average of those corrections was like thirteen or fourteen percent, right? So it's it, you literally should go into almost every year or two, just expecting the market's going to drop ten or fifteen percent. Like if we just look at the averages, that's what we should expect. And and now obviously the market doesn't work based on averages, and so you have periods of time four, five, six years, maybe you don't have that, and then you have periods of time, and over a few years you may have multiple, but um, but yeah, I think as as any investor, regardless of how conservative or aggressive you're being, you should you should be comfortable with these you know moderate swings.
2: So let's let's just be clear. So, and I read those numbers too. So every year year and a half, you're going to expect a 10% pullback. That doesn't mean it's a 10% pullback for the entire year. That just means at some point, some point during right. the year, the market dropped at least 10%. Right. So if that's the norm. If we go 10 years without a pullback, that's the abnormal versus the normal. And we've experienced some wonderful market appreciation over the last 10, 15 years. So a pullback like Friday, quote, normal. Now, we know the Omicron kind of caused this, but even just regular business cycles, we should expect a 10% pullback sometime during the year almost always
0: right yeah you're going to have these 10 to 15 percent corrections on a regular basis it's just it's part of it no one knows there's no real consistent theme to or um reason for why these events take place it's always just you know it's kind of unique each and every time it happens now when you look at bigger sell-offs right more of like a, a bear market those are more closely associated with and directly linked to like a recession Right. So you can go back in history and look at the various bear markets that we've been in. And they're most of the time directly linked to some sort of longer drawn out recession, you know, from an economic standpoint. But barring anything like that happening, barring us going into the next recession, these five, 10, 15 percent fluctuations should just be normal. It's easy as an investor to, you know, you every time you look at your account and it's gone up, you kind of have this high water mark, And that's where you're judging. But if you look at, you know, what what was given up? On Friday, let's say three percent was what what the pullback was. You know, we're if you're up fifteen or twenty percent for the year, right? You're still well ahead of where you were January first. And so these types of events should not um, be viewed as any kind of negative, um, kind of you know thing that you should be afraid of. Just a normal part of investing. And and maybe it is a good time to to reevaluate your reevaluate your risk tolerance if if those events do. Make you fearful,
2: and what you're basically saying is, the sky's not falling, is it? No, sky's not, not falling. Not yet. This is normal. So just get, be used to it. Now, if you don't have a financial plan, and you like these high water marks, like you're talking about, Matt, and then you get a pullback three, four, five percent, and you get nervous, that tells us you need to have a plan, because nobody, well, you shouldn't plan on the market just going straight up, because it's not realistic.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, anytime you, you're, it makes sense. Anytime you don't have a plan, r- regardless of what it's about, right, you're going to be more fearful of things not um, playing out like you would like, like for them to.
2: Yeah. So if you don't have a plan, you're listening to this. You know what? All you got to do is give our office a call. We'll help you develop a plan. And then when things like this happen, you'll be more calm. All right, Matt, we do use some techniques here to help avoid these massive drop-offs, you know, like last year when the market dropped 30% in 22 days, how we manage that and not take part in all that drop-off. How do we do that here?
0: Yeah. So there's various, you know, we we use the term hedging a lot here because that's what we're trying to accomplish. That's kind of what we're doing with, with our hedged equity strategies. But we're essentially looking at how can we take away kind of the more extreme tail risk scenarios and remove those from the portfolio. So you know, knowing that the five, ten, fifteen percent fluctuations are just part of investing. If you're so worried about the downside and you're trying to remove those, then you're probably giving up majority, if not all, of the returns as well, because you're not going to be able to have no risk if you're invested. But if you're comfortable with the five, ten percent, five, ten, fifteen percent fluctuations, you know there are ways you can come in and remove the. Or, or, or hedge against the 30, 40, 50, 60% kind of pullbacks. And that's really what you should be more concerned about because those are much, much more difficult to recover from. And so, you know, there's different ways you can accomplish that. We use derivatives or options contracts that can be used to to uh, mitigate and hedge against those more extreme um, moves in the market. And it can be a very effective way to, to be invested, be fully invested, and stay invested without having to worry too much about, you know, the big, big swings that the market can.
2: So if you have a first time listener, they're not clients and they hear this word hedge, a lot of people uh, associate that with hedge funds. That is not what we're talking about. This is basically, we use the analogy in our our seminars, as homeowner's insurance. I mean, most everybody has homeowner's insurance. But if you go home today and your house is burnt, you know you're going to experience a portion of that loss, which is called a deductible. Right. And when you're hedged, it doesn't mean it's not going to go down. It just means we kind of put an artificial floor on the loss. So you're going to experience some of it. But, for example, last year, you know, there was a 30% drop-off. I don't believe any of our clients felt anything close to that. I mean, it was like the single digits versus a 30% drop-off. So – So, if you're concerned about, yeah, I want to be in the market, but I want to be hedged, you need to give us a call. Now, Matt, if you think about retirees or people that are in or near retirement, and they don't want low risk, they want no risk, what are their options? Well, they're limited, especially
0: today, because, you know, you don't have a lot of no risk options um, that provide any type of return. And now, when I say no risk, I'm referring to, you know, market risk, right? There's nothing... You can't put in. I think we talked about this maybe last week or recently, but you know, there's no such thing as a no-risk investment. It's just finding what risk you're comfortable with and going with that. Um, so, you know, quote unquote no risk. Most people think of uh, of CDs, you know, annuities, money markets, those types of investments that that do have risk, but they don't have market risk, right? They don't have the risk associated with the stock market, which is mo- what most people think of. So. You have various annuity products that are just paying out, you know, 2%, 3 4%, CDs, different things that you can look at that if you're truly someone who's like, Matt, I don't want any stock market risk whatsoever. Well, that's fine. What we're saying is we're more comfortable with taking on inflation risk and maybe not achieving as good of rate of return, but we can go out and look for some, you know, no or low volatility options like those products.
2: And depending on the client, Matt, I think you would agree that uh, annuity products, we use those as our quote, safe money. Uh, and if, if they have the right amount of assets, they could actually create themselves a personal pension, which would give them a guaranteed income for life. Yeah. Now, with that comes inflation risk. So there's, there's some risks there too, but you'd avoid all the quote, market risks. So uh, again, It comes back to the first and foremost thing is you got to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, if you aim at nothing, you'll surely hit it. There you go. See, Matt's got that down, Pat. So there are ways to mitigate this market risk, whether we do it via hedging, like Matt talked about. If you just don't want risk at all, there's a way you can do it with annuities, but then there's other risks you got to consider. One is there's not a one-size-fits-all, right, Matt? Right, exactly. There's no silver bullet. But there are options, and there's a way to uh, attack this this thing called risk. Okay, uh, hedging not right for everybody, right, Matt? No,
0: I mean there's like anything in life, there's pros and cons to every kind of strategy, or you know the the con or the negative with hedging is, um, you know, you're, you're like you use the homeowner's insurance example, right? I mean, you're literally you're paying a little bit of money for this protection, that protection doesn't, isn't free. And so you're paying a little bit of a premium to buy this kind of catastrophic insurance product in the form of, you know, an options contract. And so, um, you're giving up some return potential, even if your portfolio is outperforming the market in a given year, you're still giving some return up because that money could be invested and in, in performing along with the rest of the portfolio. So that's the downside. And, um, you know, if, if your portfolio, if we're going through like a, a flat year, then your your not only is your portfolio not earning anything, but you're spending money on a hedge. So those are kind of the different scenarios of why you wouldn't want to hedge why you know, why why and when it may might not make sense. But like everything it's you know, it's finding the right amount, you know, is there a certain amount of money that makes sense to have in a hedged equity strategy. And if you're somebody who's really young, who's just getting started then you know, you're probably not all that concerned about the big fluctuations in the market. You just need to be invested and stay invested. And so it's not, a, it's not right for everybody, but we do think it can be very effective for a lot of people when used in the right way.
2: All right, so let's put a bow on this. Uh, bow, getting ready for the holidays. Put a bow on this, Matt. So market drops like it did on Friday. We recommend do nothing. It's to be expected. Maybe not the Omicron variant, but something's going to come up that causes the market to take these dips. Don't worry about it. If you are worried about it, you need to have a plan. A plan could be talking to some, a fiduciary financial advisor like we here at Mach 1. Develop that plan, and if using a strategy that's hedged is right for you, we'll let you know. If uh, an annuity, a guaranteed lifetime income annuity we be right for you, we'll let you know that. Or a fixed indexed annuity, kind of has some safe money, no chance for it to go down. Uh, But then we'll explain all the other side risks as well. So if you don't have a plan, get a plan. When the markets take a dip like they did, don't panic. Just chill out. It's going to happen. All right, let's go for a thought of the day. This one's from Patrick Dodson. It says, in a climate of uncertainty and fear, without strong and visionary leadership, people will panic. In a climate of uncertainty and fear, without strong and visionary plans, people will panic. That is a Mike Frost one. Okay, that's it for today. We thank you for joining us here on the Mach 1 Market Moment, and we look forward to you joining us next week on the Mach 1 Market Moment.
1: advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak to your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit mach1financial.com disclosures.